Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, Director of Sales for Bone Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bone Training. How are we doing, Rob? Good. Very good. 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 How are okay. you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I, so why do you uh, get that cat to swallow the canary grin on your face I right think now? this is absolutely hilarious. I did an episode in our back called The Art of the Estimate. And during that, Rob uses an example in his own house. Um, he was going to have uh, some work done in his basement. And it was long overdue. And, and you know, this is a big deal. And, and he really wanted to get it done. And he was excited about it. He had someone come out and give an estimate for the job. And he was over the moon how professional they were. And uh, that he wanted to be an advocate for them. And he, he didn't even want to. He was hoping the other two estimates were going to come in wrong or too high or they didn't return the calls he was so excited about how good they were matter of fact chris can you roll an ex- excerpt from that uh, episode real quick i knew they were going to be more expensive mm-hmm. but it didn't hurt it doesn't hurt you know what i mean yeah. they have gone oh way over and above what i ever thought they haven't even done the job yet and i'm already recommending this company out there yeah and they haven't done the work wow yeah, yeah. How crazy is that? So, Rob, tell us how it went. This company that was so good, you called me uh, aside from the show and said, "Man, I can't believe how professional these people were. How good they were. How professional. I mean, this. They answered the phone calls. They kept them every step of the way. How did it? How did it go for you? How can I? Let me try to give you an analogy. Yeah. You know when you see the Big Mac on a TV commercial, right? The Big Mac. Or even when you go to McDonald's and you look up on the board and it just has that that beautiful Big Mac, right? It just layers of perfection. That is what I went Uh through, okay? Because then when you order the Big Mac, it's Mm -hmm. like half the size. Yeah. It's all squished up. Yeah. You know what I mean? falling out the side of it and everything excuse my language yeah yeah so that's how this went i ordered the big mac right off of the marketing piece and not it (laughs) has been a disaster an absolute disaster where they came in and they started working and two hours into the job they said, uh, we really can't go much further. Oh uh, my God. It's going to be another $40,000 <laughs> on a $16,000 job. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, and I'm like, what, what are you, what are, what are you talking about? Another, another 40 grand. He goes, well, you know, you got this, you got that. And he goes, and we really can't go much further. I go, look, dude, yeah. I got to sign contract 16 grand. I'm going to have a dry basement. And he's like, well, you know, you need a new floor. You need to inject the walls, blah, 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 blah. That's probably going to be another $40,000. I said, well, just, you know, do what you're doing. Just, we'll, we'll just stick to the original contract. And he goes, well, we really can't. I go, well, what the hell are you talking about? I go, well, yeah. Where am I supposed to come up with another 40 grand first off? And I would have never done any of this if you told me that the price was going to be $56,000. Yeah, yeah. I would have made 
a different plan, right? I said, mm-hmm. why can't we do what we're supposed to do to your contract and then do the floor and then do the walls? And he goes, well, that's kind of backwards. I go, well, so isn't the estimate then. Uh-huh. Then why didn't you tell me that? I never would have went for any of this stuff. Oh, my then God. it was downhill from there. Uh. From there, it went downhill. And the sales lady is like, yeah, hey, no problem. You know, we'll we'll show you some financing. And then, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? I never that felt is, more deep in my life. To the point, to the point where I said, <laughs> I did a freaking podcast about you guys. I did a podcast about. And I said, I'm a very important person in the wood floor industry. Yeah. And I spread the gospel of your company. And you guys are now doing this to me. I go, you're going to have about 80,000 people. That is. What's really going on here? I don't know how. That is absolutely hilarious to me. I'm sorry you're going through it, man. It's so funny, right? It's the worst thing that Pauline and I have been through in a long time. And you can't wipe the smile off of your face. And I, you know what? I got it coming. The the podcast was about the, the art of the estimate and how to be super professional. Yes. And you held them up as the gold standard. And it was basically fraud. I I still do. (laughs) I still do. Okay. It was like my dad used to say though. The easiest sell in the world is a salesman. salesman. Yep. Right. Yep. That's the easiest sell in the world. So yeah. I was sold very easy, but you know, I was just so excited to see such a professional company. To, so listen, to take that the step further, there's more to the art of the estimate than the estimate. Mm-hmm. If you're going to give the gold standard of estimates, then the entire experience should be the gold standard. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Now, you know, I'm always talking about my son and I, you know, I've told you, I've told everybody he's much better at doing floors than I ever was. He's got a great eye. He's meticulous. He's a, he is the gold standard. He's the guy who does even more that's on the estimate for people. Yep. You know what I mean? His prices are super high, but Nobody ever in the end goes, boy, you know, that was thought I was going to get more, right? Yeah. They always are like, oh, they can't wait to rave about them. Yep. You know, where this company, I'm like, you're kidding me. I mean, this is a, a freaking war with you people. That and this, is it. And this bait and switch, like, hey, Pauline, go in your drawing, grab that 40 grand that we get yeah. kicking around. Yeah. Because they can't go any further until i you know it's like what were they and th- what were they thinking yes. you know what I mean? unless unless you have the like i mean yeah we all know in the day or i see even today obviously today because you got it that someone would get into the job turn around with you in a couple hours ago oh by the way we need another three times more than we said it was going to be <laughs> and we can't go any further yeah we're going to triple your price that? we're going to triple your price exactly yeah, we're gonna more than triple your price because we really can't go a step further. I'm like, what? What the hell are you talking about? You can't go any further. So let me ask you this. Oh no. 
were there any red flags at all along the way? <laughs> None. No. No. You wanted absolutely. to believe. Absolutely not. Hmm. There were absolutely... They never... During the estimate, they never mentioned injecting the walls for $21,000. She never mentioned yeah. that. She never mentioned we do pours. We pour floors, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, I knew we were, I was going to need a new floor, but I was going to, I thought I was going to do the Laticrete thing. Yeah. That's why I was so happy that we did the Laticrete. I think I even mentioned it to you. Like, mm-hmm. and I was talking to the guy about, you know, how to do my cellar and, you know, everything. And next thing you know, it's like, no, you got to do the walls and floor first before we do the French drain and dig everything out. And I'm like, well, so, so, okay. So here we are now you tell them, look, I mean, this is crazy. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not going any further. I mean, I don't, you know, I have $40,000 laying around. That's not what you told me. They say, well, we have to do it that way. It's, it's, it's uh, ass backwards. You have to do the walls first, blah, blah. How can they justify the bid then? You know what I mean? Where does, where, where does, where does it go from there? I have no idea. I have no idea. And they had trenched out about three quarters of the cellar. Wow. They trenched it all. It was all trenched out. I mean, you know, they come in with jackhammers and mm-hmm. trenched everything out. So where does it, where does it so, right now? So he says, so what do you want me to do? I go, I want you to do the freaking job that I paid for. Yeah. Just do the job that, that I paid for. Because uh, all of a sudden I'm thinking, you ever you ever go to the uh, Jiffy Loop, you know, the quick yeah. quick yeah, oil change, do the and, and then they, and... they go, hey, you know, your car's in there for a couple minutes, mm-hmm. and they go, I don't know if they do it around you, but up mm-hmm. here, they go, Mr. Johnson, can we talk to you for a minute? And they bring yeah. you back, and they show you the computer, and they say, you need your transmission flush, you need your brake system yeah. flush, you need, you need about another $700 worth of work. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. I can do that myself. Yeah, you know, yeah. just, <laughs> yeah, I'll do it myself. I can't do an oil change, but right. I'll flush my tranny myself. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You just, just change the oil. Okay. I felt, so I'm starting to feel, is this what this is? Well, here's the thing though. You can never feel good about what they're going to do because they told you, that the other has to be done first, which I can see that it makes sense. So how can you possibly feel good about what they're going to do and you're going to pay them for now? Right. Right. So again, where is it sitting? So (laughs) they have this like plastic moisture barrier that they put down just in case any of the moisture coming up through the floor. Okay. But I think 90% of it's coming through the wall. So they did the whole French drain thing. Mm-hmm. They put weep holes in the wall and everything. And it's just been amazing. I mean, when he started, the humidity was over, almost 90%. And now it's down to about 45 So what they did is working great. Okay. Okay. That's I mean, good. the pumps are running. The place is dry. I mean, you can really feel it, smell it, see it. The whole thing is, yeah. is great. And he goes, well, you know, um, we'll put this plastic thing in here and any water coming up from the ground will, once you pour the concrete on top of this barrier type thing. So that's where it is now. I mean, everything okay. works great. 
the dehumidifier they put in is amazing. You know, I mean, we're pumping, uh, you know, what ton of water out yeah. of the basement and the weep holes from the wall and all that stuff. Okay. So I, I'm trying, I'm, I'm thinking, are they, you know, was this just a BS thing that they're, yeah. you know, they're trying to jiffy lube me here. Yeah. 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 Or was it really needed? Yeah. You cannot, or, or is it neat? Like I know I needed a new floor. Yeah. You know, I knew I needed that, but hmm. yeah, here's another thing. So the kid who's working here, uh, and now the three guys that they got working here, three kids, awesome kids. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And the kid keeps saying to me, he goes, yeah, I, I feel, I'm sorry. He goes, I'm sorry. I'm the one who has to keep telling you all this stuff. He, I yeah. said, I get it. And these kids work their stuff. They came in on Sunday. They've been doing just wow. an amazing job. Okay. Hmm with them also trying to deal with their boss and me and you know mm-hmm. all the salespeople and every all the show yeah that is you know and these kids are just trying to do a really good job and i think they yeah. did i think they did a great yeah. job you know well, that's good hard-working kids did a great job pleasure to be around you know friendly okay. on time all that stuff but oh my gosh when you told me what was going on after that episode we had I, I just I couldn't believe it. You and me both to the point where I'm yelling at this kid. I did a podcast about you people. Wow. I did a, how great you were. Yeah. And you know, here's some of the all right. I said, oh, okay. All right. I I get how much is a new basement for? Mm-hmm. And he goes, uh, well, I'll get back to you. He he calls the boss or whatever. It's $9,000 for the new basement floor. Wow. I was like, okay. So then they send me the paperwork. Three days later. Now it's 14000 Yeah, that's a problem, man. Fourteen. It went from nine to 14 So the kid said to me, it's going to be probably around nine. It might be slightly higher. Yeah. So the kid said to me, did you make up your mind on the basement floor? I go, you told me nine, right? Yeah. He goes, yeah, nine or maybe a little higher. I go, yeah, well, it just came in at 14. I go, that's $5,000. That's not a little. Yeah. A little would have been 800. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. $5,000 more? Wow. Well, I'm I'm getting in touch with other people to lay the floor and yeah, yeah. I finish this thing because... That's insane, man. And the smirk, the smile is still on your face. I, I, I feel, I, I feel duped. I really do. I, yeah, I was, I mean, the things I was saying, when I think back to what I was saying during that, oh, I'm rooting for this company. Oh my gosh. Okay. I mean, I, I'm not laughing at you, man. I'm really not. <laughs> I, I, I'm not really not, man. I, I, it, it sucks. But it just the the timing of everything was just crazy. Unbelievable, just unbelievable. And so I think the to follow up on our estimate show is, boy, you better just. I think what this company did was a way overpromised and way underdelivered. Where it should be the yeah. other way around. Yep. Make some promises, but always over deliver. People are going to feel better. One mistake uh, when contractors underbid a project 
is that now what goes next? You know, does the quality go, the, 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 the quality of the materials go, the quality of the workmanship go, where, where do they, you know, then like you, now you gotta be worried about, well, how are they gonna make this up? Are they gonna have to cut corners somewhere? I'm sure they're, like you said, they're fine now. Um, you know what you could do is put your house up on stilts. I was thinking, you know, there's companies that do that. Thanks for that idea. I, yeah. I appreciate that. Usually idea. not in your neck of the woods. Usually it's in Florida around the oceans, but you could be like the first guy in the neighborhood. And then when people ask you go basements, <laughs> I mean, you know, really. At one point I was just thinking, what would it cost just to fill the whole cellar in? Just fill the whole yeah. cellar. Just, just pull a yeah. concrete truck up to there and just load it up. Just fill yeah. it. We'll sink one, you know, one foot at a time for the next 30 years. <laughs> well, and on top of everything, I don't know what's going on around you, but this is definitely one of the wettest seasons I've ever seen since I've lived there. You know something? For the first time that I've lived in this house, I have doors that stick when I open and close the doors. Really? Uh, yeah. And I've got a, just the a slightest, slightest, slightest little small cup in my uh, in my uh, living room I put an air mover downstairs and i've done some things open the doors up down there and everything but that's unusual i've never had this in nine years i've been here so yeah we've had a very wet wet winter here summer i mean at one point last year i was watching the pool just get lower and lower and lower and i was and pauline never wants to fill the pool with from the hose because it's our well so she's yeah. afraid that we're just one shower away from the well going yeah. dry you know yeah so you know the pool water was going yeah yeah so i kept thinking man i might have to get another load of water you know because hmm. we were losing so the whole front lawn was just about dead because she won't wow. let me water the lawn right dry we have a tree that i decorate every christmas out front a big 20 foot you know christmas tree half of that tree is like dying right yeah and this season, the pool has been spilling over all year long. The front lawn looks like Augusta, yeah. manicured, beautiful. The pine tree, that's amazing what a little water will do. Yep, yep. So I know everybody's, ah, it's climate change. I think, man, maybe they just, maybe somebody upstairs said, hey, it's time to, we get some water yeah. out there. Yeah, you know, yeah. We get some water out there. Mm-hmm. Well, today I was going to talk about risk assessment on jobs, and we never really talked about that is when you bid a job, do you look at the risk assessment of what that job is? Um, you know, to be able to standardize things and you know, make things as autom autom automated as you, as you can, so everything is like a, like a cookie cutter in our industry, I mean, versus taking on, you know, custom jobs. Like um, a, good, a good example is... Uh, I see a job that someone else in and finished. It looks great, and there was some damage. You know, and they want you to come in and, and sand a, an area over and, and repair it and have it match. Okay, that's a custom job. If you look at at uh, automotive shops that do custom work, they're really highly specialized work. I mean, they charge an absolute fortune, and they're they're very you know hard to come by. A really good shop that does that kind of work. Um, and in floors, if we're doing the same type of thing where it's not, it's not something that you can go in, you just lay new floor and out you go. Like a lot of companies, a lot of bigger companies, don't get, don't get really involved in a lot of that 
those jobs with their matching custom stuff and whatever. They're, they're just in and out, like home track builders, for instance. They're going to go in there. They're going to do the same thing. They're going to put the product down. They're going to get out and go. Uh, they, it's, it's all pretty much the same. If you're doing that type of work where it's, it, there's a, there's a, you're, you know, you have to, let's say, match it. I, you know, they tell you going in, you got to match it exactly. Or you got a pre-finished floor with a very thin wear layer and they don't want it taken out. They said, oh, you know, they really want you to sand it over. You might be hitting, uh, uh, you might be uh, burning through some areas. Um, I think sometimes uh, looking at the risk assessment on the jobs is, do I really want this job? Because there's a risk involved. And um, I, so I just, I don't know. I thought it was a kind of a good talk, topic to talk about. And uh, you got to get paid for those risks because they're not cookie cutters, man. It brings in highly specialized skill of doing certain things and matching and matching sheen levels, matching stains, considering what the sun's going to do to the floor and what the sun has done to the floor. Uh, if the subfloor is um, is real real spongy, and now you're going to get the boards moving up and down, you're going to get some white lines because of that. You know, the, all these things that come into it. And every time I look at these type of things, Rob, to me, it always comes down to communication. And And sometimes... Sometimes it's a red flag to me when things go too smooth, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like you, you, the conversation just it seems like it's too easy. You know what I mean? Like money's going to fix everything. And I, I think there's times you have to actually sit down across the table from them and say, look, I want you to know exactly what is at play here. Here's the risks. Here's what we can do. Here's what you're up against. And I really think that sometimes you, when things are going like almost too fast or you're not really getting to the decision maker, you're getting to a general contractor who's going to work on behalf of the owner. There's times when I, I tell them, look, I want to bring the owner in on this. I want to tell them in my own words what I think the situation is and here's their options. And because uh, I've been told before where, nope, nope, they just want to stand and refinish it. No, they understand. They get it. Yep. They just want to stand and finish it. But then if I get a chance to, to talk to them, say, look, here's, are you going to be happy with this? When you look across this beautiful new house, the remodel that you've done, be honest with yourself. And is this going to be something that you're just going to have a hard time living with? Or for this amount of money, another $40,000 <laughs> in your case, <laughs> Son of a- we, could, uh, we could put a new floor in. You know what I mean? Without getting to doing what happened to you, an unfortunate sap who was just... just a, a, <laughs> A homeowner is trying to just trying to get a repair done. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you, oh, there's yeah. times when you got to have that conversation, and and I've I've walked away from jobs because I felt like they didn't get what I was what I was getting what I was trying to tell them. That even though I was telling them, I'm looking at them, whatever, um, and it just seemed like it wasn't it wasn't getting to them, and I've 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 nixed jobs because of it, and because I look at my schedule, and go look. I got three, I got two months worth of work here and these next jobs are lined out beautiful and I don't have time for something that, 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 that if this does go south, now I have to invest this much energy and time into throw this many employees at, I don't have time for, for, so if, it, if I do a risk evaluation on it, I'll say, no, as a businessman, this doesn't make sense because you know what can happen, Rob, is um, ego can come into play. Sometimes and I've been guilty of this too. Uh, you want to be the guy that can do anything. 
you know, they say, well, I talked to another floor guy and he goes, you can't stand this floor. You want to go, well, I can stand that floor or I don't know what they're talking about. I can, yeah, I can, I can match that. You know I mean? You, you know, you gotta be careful that you're, you know, uh, what do you say? Uh, you're something doesn't cash a check that your mouth can't, well, I can't remember that expression that I can't repeat on the air. You don't write a check that you're uh, whatever it is. It don't, don't write an alligator. Don't write a, something about an alligator check with a frog's mouth or something like something, that. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But now, but you, now we have to have somebody else call us up and tell us what that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let your frog mouth cash your alligator checks or. Yeah. Yes. My brother-in-law used to say that all the time. Now I can't remember. Hmm. So, and if you are going to do, if you are going to be that guy though, let's say you're going to be that guy that does that custom work that will go in there and match that thing that no one else wants to match or sand that floor. That's so difficult, a very difficult customer that, I mean, a high-end client that is, you know, is just going to be a nightmare. If you're going to be that guy then don't give it away, give it away, give it away. Now charge. You know who was that like guy? This, like a son of a gun who my dad really my dad was that guy huh absolutely wow. southernton connecticut i'd say it was 1982 okay yeah 1982 southernton connecticut place called banner bowl it's a bowling alley southernton connecticut banner bowl there's a river right next to this bowling alley. They had an unbelievable storm. And while people were bowling, the river overflowed into the parking lot. And literally, all of a sudden, people's balls were coming back all soaked with water. And the literally, the bowling alley was filling up with water while people were bowling. Oh, okay. Yep. Crazy, right? So the place ends up being about four feet underwater. Mm -hmm. Right? That'll get your balls wet. Oh yeah. If you're in a bowling alley. If you're in a bowling alley. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Brunswick goes in, you know, there's two main yep. bowling yep. companies, right? Brunswick and AMF. Brunswick goes in, takes a look at the job and said, no, nah, this is a total gut job. Everything's got to be, everything's ripped out. As far as the wood goes, everything mm -hmm. needs to be ripped out and replaced. Yeah. And all the back end equipment, ball returns, telescores, all that stuff. AMF comes in, says the same exact thing. Nope. Everything's got to be taken out. Yep. My dad goes in and says, nah, we can we can fix this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love being standing next to the guy who says that? I was. I went, he goes, come on, come with me. You're going to go do an estimate. Who's we? Me and my dad. I know, but uh, when he said we can fix this, yeah, we can fix this, right? He meant his his crew, right? Yeah. So we go in to this place, and I'm not exaggerating. I'll even find you the pictures. I think I've showed you some pictures of this job where we were lifting lanes up and sliding them out and everything. Wow. But when we got there, the approaches where people start when they're bowling, the approaches were heaved up like three feet. And I'm standing on one of these heaves and it's not moving. I mean, it's like a rock because approaches are laid wall to wall. There's, okay. there's nothing right wall to wall. So these things are heaved up the lanes. I mean, the place is under four feet of water for, for weeks. And I'll never forget. I'm standing there and I'm looking around and, you know, I was, 
uh, early 20s, I think. And I'm thinking, this is, you know, this is in, it, this is a total ripout. Yeah. And then when I'm standing there with the owner and my dad, my dad goes, no, we can salvage a lot of this. We don't need to rip that out. Wow. He goes, I can take some of the lanes, re- re- release some of the pressure off of this, replace this, keep that. We ended up putting synthetic lanes on the front, keeping the back ends real. We didn't replace any of the crib foundation. We went through and we were having guys jumping up and down on it. And then I would healthy shot everything. It was insane. I mean, it was absolutely insane. But we're driving home. And that's exactly what he said to me. I said that we're not going to be able to do that. And he Mm -hmm. goes, Yeah, we can do we'll do it. He goes, AMF and Brunswick don't think they can do it. I know we can do it. Yeah, that's and that's why he took the job. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, we probably made 19 cents. Yeah, we were there. You know, we used to have two crews that would go through and do sanding and everything. He ended up taking one of the crews just with him. So we were short a crew all season long doing all the sanding while he was down there. And I'll tell you, we all thought that he was insane. It was impossible. And, you know, the thing with bowling alley is leagues usually start up. Bowling leagues is where you make your money. And leagues usually start up when school starts up. Okay. So we knew that everything had to be done by the first week of September. Literally everything. Everything had to work and everything had to run. Mm-hmm. And I'll be damned if he didn't do it. Wow. I don't think we made a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I'd love to know. <clears throat> I have to talk to my uncle about that one. You know, how much money did we really make on Banner Bowl? But I think it was definitely, it was his moment of I can do it better than the big two. You know. You ever uh, heard a country song by Bobby Bear called "The Winner"? No. Well, you should listen to that. Anybody should, even if you don't like country sing songs at all, Google Bobby Bear, the winner. How do you spell his last name? B-A-R-R-E. B-A-R-E. The winner. The winner. Yeah. Um, it, it, the lyrics on it, I mean, if you just listen to that, is is uh, so funny because, um, he talks about, you know, getting in fights and all that, all that he's lost by being the winner, you know, and, and you know, he's, he's, his teeth, <laughs> teeth went rolling down the street. He challenged his biggest guy at the bar, but he beat him. So that makes him the winner. So, you know, <laughs> the expression I, uh, I, I actually heard, heard you say this before anybody was, is the juice worth the squeeze? And I've caught myself in that scenario where, you know, another good one is this. Like uh, yeah, we can do. We'll 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 do a repair. We'll patch this area right here. We'll take this takes this out. We can blend this in and everything. You won't even know it's there and blah blah blah. Then I started thinking that. What was best for me though in this whole scenario? <laughs> would it would it have been best for me to tear the whole damn thing out? You right. know what I mean? Then toothing in all this all this area and then and then you know it's two and a quarter, but I but now I got to get a skill saw and rip a sixteenth of an inch off every third board and everything and all this different stuff and then worry then have the pleasure of worrying that it's going to match even though you tell them hey it's old wood and, and new wood 
but it's still there. You know, it's still in, still in my mind. What is that worth versus me saying, hey, man, you know what? You got to tear this out. And I know that there's other things you can you can try patching this, that, and the other. But honestly, to give you the biggest, cleanest job, tear it out. Now, could you have toothed all that in and done all that stuff? Yeah, you probably could have. And we've, we've all done it. But at times, does it just make sense that for you, what makes sense for you is to tear the whole damn thing out? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And if you are going to be that guy, but like I said, if you are going to be that guy, then you better be charging like that guy because you are given above and beyond a skill, a highly skilled uh, um, product that, that a lot of guys can't do. Mm. Uh, and you're going to, there's going to be more on your plate because you're going to be more, even if I tell somebody, if I tell somebody, you know what, we're going to go, you're, this is, a, this is a, a, a number two common white oak. I'm going to go back with number two common white oak. Actually, it's the same mill, okay? 20, 20 years ago, whatever, it's, it's different though. You know, wood changes over time. You're going to go kind of light in color, so you may see it more, blah, blah, blah. Even if I tell them all that, they go, yeah, we get it, we get it, we get it. I'm still going to worry, and I'm still going to be more disappointed than them if it doesn't match as good as I want it to. And what is that worth? You know what I mean? That's good. Yeah. That's, that's, that's worth this, something. Uh, I, I got to tell this story. Um, I was doing an NWFA school, and everybody knows the love that you and I had for Steve Seabaugh. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Seabaugh got into a story at the school of a repair job. And we were talking about board repairs and, you know, chasing the grain and making things, you know, really look good. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was, you know, all the stuff that I learned about patching and chasing the grain, I learned, you know, right from him. Yeah. And, uh, so he starts telling a story of a house that he had done the floors at, or no, he didn't do the floors. Somebody else had done the floors and they had, they were done. And then the lady decided that she wanted a brick oven put in and these guys doing the brick oven screwed up six boards right in the middle of this mansion, this kitchen, right? Big giant. So everybody's telling her, you got to move out. We pop those boards up, resand the whole thing. That way it's a hundred percent, but you got to move out, move all your stuff out. You move out, you know, the whole deal, like 20 grand to fix all these boards. Yeah. But she wanted it to be perfect. It was a new house. Yep. So she wasn't looking for 80%. She she wasn't looking for the Rob Johnson estimate. Can you take that out? That, that mark by the door, I get it. 80% better. 100%, 100%, I got to sand it. Screening yeah. it, 80%. I can get you 80. Yeah. Seabaugh goes in. Somehow they call him. Seabaugh goes in. And they said it's like an eight-board patch job. And he says, he tells them, $4,000. <laughs> yeah. For eight. And they're like, yeah. what? Yeah. yeah. 4000 How can you do it for 4000 He goes, I'll take those boards out and I'll put new boards in. She goes, no, I, w- I want him to be perfect, though. You'll never be. A- he goes, if I- <laughs> when I'm done, you won't be able to tell. Wow. And that was the toughest part of the job, he yeah. said, was convincing her yeah. that he could do this. Mm-hmm. And Bless the builder you. is like $4,000 to put in eight boards. And yeah. it's like, yes, but I'm going to save you 16. Especially Steve Seba looked like he was 12 when he was 30. 
yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. I used to just call him a kid, a good-looking kid, but damn it, when he found out how old he really is, I went, holy smokes, man. I thought that guy's like half that age. He's got them good genes. Yeah. Yeah. So That's he tells them, you will not be able to see this patch when I'm done. Yeah. You won't see it. He goes, you don't have to pay me if you don't see it. Wow. So he gets done. They can't see it. He makes $4,000. And somebody in the class had the nerve to say, $4,000? How the hell do you sleep at night? <laughs> and Steve, Steve fires back like, how do I sleep at night? He goes, I sleep very good because I make money and I don't lose sleep over not making money. Yeah. And I was like, that was the greatest answer I ever yeah. heard. Yeah. I hope someday I can do a $4,000 patch yeah. job. And he yeah. said it took me two days, three days to yeah. do it. Yeah. Yep. You know, but if you're going to, if you're going to deliver on that promise, unlike if you're doing foundation work around yeah. the Albany area, uh-huh. you got to come through <laughs> oversell and under deliver. Um, just one last point I wanted to make on this here too is that not every mistake can be can be fixed right away uh, because maybe uh, you know the, the 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 in our industry it's like uh, you know moisture and what have you you certainly don't want to stay on the cup floor right away um, and not every you know not every occurrence can be addressed immediately um, especially you know, the, you know we talk about the competitive skill labor market and you're not having enough workers and blah blah blah. Um, so again, it always comes back to communication with me that, you know what, here's explaining exactly what's going to happen in the time frame is going to happen and everything just to make sure everybody, I, I, the more, the longer I'm in this industry, Rob, the more I realize how, how communication is so, so important on every level. Um, and, uh, it just builds confidence. If you don't, it erodes confidence and, uh, just being able to communicate exactly it's equally as important as what you're going to do is what you're not going to be able to do. So, yep. Absolutely. Yep. There you go. Well, I'm glad we had a chance to talk. I was absolutely, I laughed so dying. hard. I, I said, we have to talk about that. When you told me that, I went, oh my God, you got to be kidding me. I laughed so hard, I, I, but not at your expense, man. I know it's, it sucks, but damn it. At my excitement, remember? You, you I held them up as the, the gold standard. The platinum, man. Yeah. I remember thinking, oh, we got to do a show about how to do an estimate. Yeah. No, they know how to do the estimate. Let me tell you. Got to follow through. Follow huh. through. Big time. All right. Well, listen, Over Rob, deliver. Over deliver. Over deliver. That yeah. is going to be my new thing. Yeah. Over deliver, man. Absolutely. Amen. All right, my friend. It's good, good talking to you again. And um, thank you to our listeners for listening to this episode. And um, this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please stay tuned for another episode. <laughs> <laughs>